Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick. Coming up in this episode, we're going to go to the ballet and then pick the top five songs you can't resist dancing to. Well, I was a shy kid and I don't like to talk. I don't talk about my emotions and about how I feel. So I found out that dancing is my, it's, it's my way of expressing my feelings. So we, we kind of uh, ruin our bodies in order to look beautiful and, and super light on stage. Dance uh, is an international language, right? And I, I feel like ballet is, is so pure. Uh, we don't need super pretty theaters or like uh, super fancy dresses to, to understand a ballet. Uh, ballet should be for everyone. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like download subscribe share we really appreciate it it really helps us out our first guest really sums up the reason that we wanted to start this podcast we wanted to talk about things and talk to people that you thought you thought you really kind of understood what it was about and what their life was like and then you have a conversation with them and it's actually completely different like, there's so much more to it than what you thought it was. In this case, we're talking about ballet. Our first guest is one of the world's premier principal dancers. She's a ballerina that has performed all over the world. And her story is this remarkable mix of this world of kind of beauty and elegance that is on stage and the incredible amount of hard work and pain that she has to go through to make these performances come alive. This is Petra Conti. So was ballet the first kind of dancing that you got into, or did that come afterwards? No, ballet was always the first first and last thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom and my sister were, were ballerinas, so that's why we had ballet in our family. Was there any pressure for you to go into it or was it just a natural kind of extension so there was pressure not to get into it <laughs> because my mom and my sister knew what uh you know what ballet is how hard it how hard it is uh, on the body and also like it's, it's a very stressful job and uh, that's why they always said to me don't do this this is uh, it's 
doesn't give you any money. It's it's really hard. I mean, it's beautiful, but it, don't don't do it. But of course, I I wanted to do it uh, my whole life. So, what is it about it that you like so much? Well, I was a shy kid, and I don't like to talk. Uh, so I don't I don't talk about my emotions and about how I feel. So I found out that dancing is my it's it's my way of expressing my feelings. It's my real I feel I feel it's like my first language, you know. I feel good dancing because it just I can I, f- I can finally talk and I, I can share what I have inside. I mean, what essentially makes you so good at it? Uh, practice (laughs) practice and discipline and uh, work I mean (laughs) for everything you have to work really hard but I feel like for ballet it's even more so because ballet is not a natural thing it's it's not a natural way of of moving Uh, so you have to really uh, change the way your body is and moves in order to to be a ballerina or or a male dancer and it's it's very hard it takes a lot of years uh to become good at it it's not something that comes naturally how many hours of training will you generally go through leading up to a new performance for example today i worked yeah kind of six hours and then i taught so oh my god it's the whole day dancing or talking about Bali. You you mentioned it was hard on your body or hard on yeah. and, how, how come? Like what is it about it? We we do everything uh to the extreme. So we we jump to the extreme, split all the, you know, turnout muscles that normal people don't even know that they exist. So we we kind of uh, ruin our bodies in order to look beautiful and, and super light on stage. And partners, male dancers even more because they have to lift the girls and so their backs are <laughs> completely ruined. And so it's it's a pretty I mean if you if you meet a dancer, any kind any ballet dancer when they're sixty or seventies they have some replace replacement surgeries done and it's it's a really tough life. Are, are you worried about that? Like what you're going to be like at 50 or 55? <laughs> well, I know I'm going to be uh, super broken. <laughs> it's it's part of uh, what I signed up to in the beginning. And uh, I don't think that's the worst part. I feel like the worst part for a ballet dancer is ending the career because we've, we've been dancing the, our whole lives. But then at some point you can't dance anymore because your body can't and you're just too old to look young on stage, right? So the, our problem is not really like how physically we are uh, when we stop dancing. It's it's what to do after ballet. That's, that's a very hard uh, question for us dancers. It's like the transition. It's, it's a very tough thing. And I, every dancer goes through this process and it's really hard because we've been dancing our whole lives. We've been focusing on it and probably we didn't have like time to, to do anything else besides that. So it's, it's hard to transition. Are most dancers, do they transition out? Because their bodies can't do it anymore, or do the people in charge, so to speak, in a broad sense, kind of push you out? Uh, it's both. It's it's kind of mutual. It's uh, 
your body kind of understand like you understand that you're not uh, as young and like flexible anymore you can't you can do what you were doing before and and so the new people the younger generations come in and sort of replace you it's uh yeah we it, it's a, it's a process and it's it's hard because the company keeps renewing you know ballet companies are now full of young people and uh, i feel it's uh, it's harder uh, for the older generations now they want the companies keep wanting younger and younger people and uh, so like at 30 35 years old it's kind of already like a scary age for us like what for somebody that maybe is not familiar of it what yeah. separate what separates you as a professional from somebody who's just really good uh well a professional uh has to deal with all the the things that happen in a company and uh, with the hierarchy and like uh you know uh it's it's hard to keep doing it as a job you know we we that's our job to be dancers and so professionals have to wake up in the morning and start ballet class at 9 30 then uh do it for uh, one hour and a half just a warm-up class just to get us ready to do rehearsals imagine that and then you have a whole day of rehearsals and then you have to be mentally ready for example to to do a show so professionals are uh kind of good at like keep doing it over and over again and without you without you know losing that interest that that sparkle that discipline that that's what really that's what's really hard about it uh to be like disciplined you have to you have to really like do the go the extra mile every day and and the fact that maybe yesterday i had a beautiful show and i felt so great on stage doesn't mean that today i i mean i am you know i i can do i can just go without doing anything uh, so if we stop for one two three days it's already visible and it already you already feel it in the body so you just have to keep going so you were kind of a prodigy, so to speak, at least according to Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> the, the first big performance that you had as a professional, what was that? Yeah. And what do you remember uh, about it? So I was 17 and it was Cinderella. I was called to be a guest principal dancer when I was still in school. And that was kind of awkward for, not for me, I was super excited, uh, of course stressed. But it was awkward for the company where I went as a guest because they all had their principal dancers and solace and then like a 17-year-old child comes and, you know, wants to be <laughs> the queen of the, you know. So it, it was hard for me to, like, understand the dynamics of, you know, a, a professional ballet company. Uh, but, you know, I, I tried my best and it was a great, uh, I mean, experience uh, to do a first my first three-act ballet, especially because Eris Neja uh, was my partner for that, who was my prince, and it so happens that now he is my husband. So uh, I fell in love with my, like, I fell in love plat is like in a platonic way with this prince that was helping me so much out with partnering and, like, the rehearsings, and I don't know, I just... 
I just fell in love with this guy. And then a couple, couple years later, uh, we danced together again. And then uh, it kind of became, we kind of became partners on the stage and, and then partners in life. So it, I feel like this first ballet was like a love, I don't know, like the start of my love life and uh, career life. Yeah, you met your husband on your first thing? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. That was awesome. He was so helpful. He's older than me, six years older. So he was more experienced. I was I was completely, you know, a baby. And he helped me so much. And there was this also this scene where, uh, the company members uh, where I performed in Verona, they were like, oh, don't dance with this little girl. Just say that you, you know, that she's not ready, that you are like a professional and you, you want to dance with like a professional principal dancer. And he he protected me. He said, no, this child, this, this young girl is very good and I see a lot of potential and she can do it and I'm going to help her. So that's, that's, yeah, I'm, I, I should be really grateful and thankful for what he did to me. Is there a lot of kind of behind the scenes politics yeah. and. Yeah. I would say that's the hardest part of being a professional like dancer and especially principal dancer, because you have all that, like you, you, it's a weight you have on, uh, you have a responsibility and there are a lot of like dynamics uh behind this you know the scene that you normal people don't see but it's it's really hard you have to really be always on on top of your shape otherwise you know they're you're very easily replaceable and people kind of can't wait that you like something happens to you so that they can steal your role uh yeah also it's yeah i mean i'm not gonna talk much about this but, but it's really, yeah, it's it's not easy. You get a lot of, um, yeah, especially when somebody gets the role and the others don't. It seems like it's kind of a thing where everybody wants what one person has. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, everybody, of course, uh, when we were all like little babies, we all wanted to be principal dancers, right? And so we all wanted to do the main role. Uh, unfortunately, when you're, you know, in a professional ballet company, it's uh, principal dancers are are very few, and it's very hard to become one. So there's always this competition going on, and even if you become one, just like me, I became a principal dancer when I was 23. I was, for me, maybe it was even too soon to to become a principal dancer. I, I wasn't expecting it. I was, I mean, it completely changed my life of course I wanted it maybe it came too soon but I kind of uh, became a principal dancer later in the years uh, but still there is like this competition oh she, oh she's a principal dancer and she can even do like oh today she can even like stand on her legs and like I'm a corps de ballet and I'm all doing better than her you know it's it's always um, it's a burden I would say yeah it's being a, a leader of the company it's like being the captain of the ship so you have the responsibility everybody's looking at you and you kind of yeah lead the, the the company so it's always your fault or it's thanks to you that something you know goes good or bad in the company you're gonna have to help me out with this one a little bit because i kind yeah. of i'm hinting not hinting but i'm trying to ask you a question that i think i'll phrase poorly when you're yeah. Like, how do you create 
that kind of graceful look? Like, how do you guys do that? That's the thing I love mostly. It's not about the, the steps. It's about conveying something, communicating, and so becoming your character, you know? So, yeah, I feel like it's hard, but that's what we we want to do. That's what we love about ballet, you know? Just, just that, you know... Uh, untouchable, graceful uh, human being, or not even human, you know, some being that is up there. We, 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 we want to become like that. That's our everyday goal. You're obviously graceful up on the stage. Are you graceful? <laughs> are you graceful in real life? Well, uh, are you kind of clumsy? I, uh, so that depends. Depends on what. Like I, I try to be graceful. Sometimes when I'm so tired, I am very clumsy, especially you have to see how clumsy I am in the morning when I try to get uh, off the bed, like, you know, start walking in the morning for us dancers. Oh, you should see us. It's like, (laughs) it's tragic, (laughs) but it's so fun. And then, uh, yeah, we we kind of get less clumsy uh, during the day. And then, yeah, uh, we, we try to fake it and... And, and look pretty, you know, ethereal all the time. <laughs> Are you a good dancer? Like, could you go to the to a hip hop club or do a country western bar? Does <laughs> well, it translate? Uh, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I I loved to do all the like to dance on the disco music, and I still do. But I I don't think I'm a good hip hop dancer. I, I never practiced it. Like, I never went to like actual classes. I, I want to do that now. I feel like I need it in my life to experiment a little bit. Um, but yeah, obviously, I am a better dancer than like normal people at weddings or, you know, at normal like dance clubs. You can see that I'm a dancer. So a principal dancer is basically the main dancer, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Is there, are some ballets, like what's the hardest one to dance as opposed to other ones? Well, all the main major ballet, classical ballets, are super hard. Uh, I would give an example that maybe like a ballet that everyone knows is Swan Lake. So Swan Lake is one of the hardest, hardest uh, ballets for for a prima ballerina, especially because there are two roles in the same ballet. You have to play Odile, the wise one, the delicate, you know, queen. That's uh, that's suffering, and then you have to play the black swan, which is a completely different, you know, person. And uh, so the quality of the movement is different. The character is it's a not, it's completely different. And what's hard for us is to it's it's a short arc ballet. So we we dance for a long time. Uh, we have to use our arms as our wings which uh, is so hard. It, it takes a lot of practice to do that. So I would say Swan Lake is one of those major roles, major ballets that is a killer ballet for every prima ballerina, but it's also a dream to do, you know. So I have, I know at least I have a couple Swan Lakes in a year. And I know it's it's every time I prepare for a Swan Lake, it's... Uh, you know, it's a hard process. It's not, it doesn't come, uh, it's, it doesn't become easier, you know. It's it's always something you have to work on and 
and kind of practice because it, it, it never gets easier. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's it's really hard. And there are a lot of bodies like Swan Lake, but yeah, I would say Swan Lake it might be one of the hardest. Is is that the one that everybody kind of goes for, or is there one? Yes, that's that's the famous one, and that's like the typical classical ballet that everybody knows and and uh, everybody goes to. So if you say, "Oh, I'm dancing Swan Lake," I'm actually dancing. Uh, I have an upcoming Swan Lake in in Turkey uh, next in 2020, and. Uh, yeah, that's like a big deal. Every time, like we dance, one like it's a big deal because it's a big ballet. It's like a, I don't know, like a Hollywood classic movie. You know, it's a a milestone for every dance, every principal dancer. A lot of the um, a lot of the women, at least, seem to be pretty tall and thin. Mm-hmm. And and thin is that? Do you kind of have to have a certain body type to do it? So the body types are changing. I feel like. 50 years ago, all the dancers were really small, or at least a, a lot smaller than what we are now. And uh, we, especially in America now, there is not such a requirement to be super teen, super skinny. Uh, of course, you need to be lifted by men. You need to look graceful and super light. So, And you are working so hard every day that you cannot really be like overweight being a professional dancer you know well, you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. i don't follow a specific diet i i actually have to eat more than normal people because i burn double the cal- calories the, of a normal person so i am constantly hungry obviously ballet kind of seems to be more of a sophisticated art form do you think that it needs to be more relatable to everyday people, or do you think it should kind of stay where it is? Well, I would love uh, for ballet to become a more relatable art form. And I, I think it's, it's happening now with the social media, with Instagram and all of those social media that are around now. We can, ballets, like ballerinas, dancers can share their lives uh, with with regular people. And I feel like people really need need and want that so even like myself i have an instagram account uh where regular people love to follow me like my everyday ballerina life and and i had so much great feedback from you know from just posting about like my real life my rehearsals like my pains and like how my feet look after a whole day with point shoes on you know and, and that's that kind of uh, awareness, uh, it's much needed uh, in ballet. And I feel uh, like more people are drawn into it, and I'm kind of happy. Because ballet, I think, is, is for everyone to understand. It's it's a dance, it's an international language, right? And I, I feel like ballet is is so pure uh, that it's, it's quite international. We don't need, you know, uh, we don't need super... Uh, pretty theaters or like uh, super fancy dresses to to understand a ballet. Uh, ballet should be for everyone uh, to to enjoy. You know, not of course, and not everyone can can do ballet, but everyone could understand ballet. Just like opera, it needs it needs just a little bit of understanding and appreciation and time. You were diagnosed with kidney cancer in 2016. Was there a point that? You never thought you might dance again? 
Oh yes, it was. There, there were many moments where I, I didn't know what's gonna happen to me. So I had kind of uh, already. I, I, I lived a life. I imagined a life without ballet, and it was, it was sad. It was hard because uh, ballet is all I, I know. It's, it's the only thing I really know how to do, and, uh, and it's been always my life. So it, it was hard at some point to to figure out what to do after that. And luckily, it was also ballet that brought me back to life. I feel like uh, after my surgery, I just gave myself time uh, and started to love my body even like more because as dancers, we are very critical with ourselves. So we kind of maybe too much critical and so I feel like after surgery, after my surgery for kidney cancer, I, I started to finally love myself, my body more, appreciate it more. And so this appreciation of my body brought me to uh, become a, 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 a new ballerina. So I, I, I took it easy. I, I took my time to come back and uh, I feel like I'm a better dancer than before because I just enjoy it more and and I've been I've been in a place where I thought that I'm gonna perform for last for the last time so I've been there I know how it is to perform for the last time and it's it's beautiful but it's also quite sad so uh, you enjoy it more because you you might never have it again uh, and now that's the way I dance now I just enjoy it every day and how do you stand on your toes like that? <laughs> That's a hard question. Well, uh, we have the point shoes. Uh, are, are, I don't know if you've ever seen one, but it's a very strong uh, tool. Um, so we actually don't stand on our toes. I mean, we stand on our toes, but there is like a big platform, uh, a hard platform where we stand on. So... Uh, and our toes during the years we, we dance get used to uh, feeling the pain so our skin becomes more you know uh, how do Callous. you say like thick yeah. right yeah thick thick so we have uh, a thick skin and and really I can I can just really tell you that now on point shoes I feel so good I don't have even any pain anymore because it's <laughs> so I'm so used to it that it, it's it's feel like a like a natural thing for me right now. But it was so painful when I started. Oh my god, I had so much blisters. I had blood and black nails. Oh, it's it was gross. Yeah. Better piece of ballerina clothing: the tutu or those like fluffy socks that you guys have? <laughs> no, it's tutu. Tutu every day. Hashtag tutu every day. It's one of my mottos because we wear tutus long or, or short. It's always a tutu. It's basically all the time a tutu. I've been wearing one today. And yeah, yeah, I feel like especially when you want to picture a ballerina, you see us with a tutu. You imagine us like that. How many do you think you have? Well, I don't like I have a practice tutu, but I have. Uh, made for myself I mean I, I bought they made for my for me a couple of tutus like black swan white swan 
Giselle, you know, the main ballet that I normally dance around, like as a guest artist. So I have my own to do's. But other than that, when we are in a company, the company provides the, the, the you know, the costumes. So you don't really own that many to do's. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I would have thought, I thought you were going to say like hundreds. No, 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 no. They cost so much money. <laughs> you cannot even imagine. How much? No. Now, how much do well, they cost? Well, one, one, for example, one white swan tutu would cost um, a minimum of one thousand dollars. So you you don't want to have a lot of tutus. I mean, only if you're a guest performer and you really work, like you you work you dance the same ballet all over around the world, then you you make yourself a, a personal tutu. But other than that, the the companies own the tutus. Best movie about a ballerina? Uh, well, uh, I loved the center stage movie. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like the proper like ballerina thing, but I loved it. And it, it was a part of my adolescence. And it was during the years I was really like starting to get super involved with with dance with ballet in general and i really decided i wanted to do it so it was a very good movie what do you like most about performing i like the acting the performing i mean the perf- I, I love to become someone else that's i love to you know put a new costume put maybe even a wig or a crown or whatever do the makeup and and dance as a as another person, you know, become someone else. And, and I, I kind of feel good. Uh, and I find myself, uh, by becoming someone else. I don't know. Best advice you would give to someone looking to kind of follow in, in your footsteps to become a professional. Uh, I would say just, uh, you have to know if you really want to do it. Uh, the passion has to, come from within it it shouldn't be something that you know maybe your parents are are pushing you to do or you know that's the society or your friends because you're not never gonna make it if it's like that you have to be totally conscious that it's a it's a hard uh job Uh, it's not easy it's a lot of sweat pain and tears so you really have to love it if you don't love it like 100%, don't even start because you're going to suffer. That's really all the questions that I had. Um, is there any, anything else that, that you think that we missed or anything coming up? What's next for you? Uh, so next for me is like a thousand of Nutcracker shows in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, so I am uh, performing with the Los Angeles Ballet uh, from November 30th to end of December all around LA and LA County. So that's that's it for for this year. Lots of nutcrackers and sugar plums. Do people do people behind the scenes laugh about the name nutcracker? <laughs> We're kinda used to it now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Did that we just say, we, as as dancer we say, let's go crack some nuts, you know? Uh, before a show <laughs> there, yeah we're we're used to it now you now you know the maturity level of people who don't go to ballet very often it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> uh, i had you know i have like i had even my grandma 
asking me like what's your real job besides ballet you know people sometimes don't get it that this is a this can be a real job so i understand when people just laugh about it but it's it's really a a real job and a tough one actually and you really have to love it and you have to really put 100% every day into it i want to thank petra so much for joining us if you want to connect with her we have linked to her on our social media accounts we're profoundly pointless on facebook twitter and instagram And we have also included her information in the RSS feed that's on this podcast. Her Instagram is fascinating because you can really see all of this behind-the-scenes training and everything that goes into these performances. And you can also see the end result. It's really cool to check out if you get a chance. Okay, so now let's go ahead and give John Shaw a call. And he's a good, bad dancer. Good in the sense that he's willing to get out there. Bad because he really doesn't have that much rhythm, but also good because it's fascinating to watch. Kind of like a car fire. Hello. How many people do you really think like to dance? I mean, I I think it depends. I'm probably not, if I'm sober, I'm, I'm not nearly as fun dancing as if I've had a couple of drinks. I think if anyone gets a few drinks in them, Anyone can be get out there and move around and have a good time. Yeah, but I, I don't really feel like that's the case. I think that there's actually a good majority of people that want absolutely nothing to do with it. I would not disagree with you. How high are you going to put it? What percentage of people do you think abs- want absolutely nothing to do with dancing? I'd say probably 50-50. Mm, I'm going to go ahead and say 60% because I'm going to say – it's a very high percentage of men and a smaller percentage of women. So if men make up roughly 50% of the population, that's why I'm going to have to say it could be 60 to 65% of people want absolutely nothing to do with dancing. See, I think that's actually is reversed. I think there's more women that like to dance than men. Yeah, that's what I said. I th- oh, I thought you said that more men like to dance than women. No, no, I believe more women like to dance because women have the advantage, right? They can kind of wall themselves off in that group and then you can't really pick out the weak dancer. They can kind of they can kind of isolate themselves. Men really can't do that. You can't have a group of just, you know, five or six guys kind of awkwardly dancing with each other. <laughs> I must have really good friends then because it, it usually starts as that. And then you have to infiltrate the groups, not necessarily picking out the best are br- uh, bridesmaids parties because, you know, they're there to party. Look, if there's the dance circle, are you raring to go when it's kind of your time to jump into the middle? And uh, what move are you going with? Uh, my go to move if it's like an actual dance circle it used to be like the uh, I don't know how to describe it. like I would uh, like like you're stretching out your your uh, hamstring or your quad. You know, you would bring your leg up behind you. And then, like, I'd bring my knee up to my chest and stretch it back out behind my back kind of thing, if you can imagine that. So, essentially, the white guy special. I'd be willing to say that if you polled ten white guys about what their go-to move was, seven of them are going to say that. That, that. that is a common one. There's also the kind of puff out your chest and just move your hand in, and, and like, circular motion kind of dance. That's pretty lame, though. I don't know what that even looks like. <laughs> my my favorite though 
It's person the floor slide. Oh, the floor slide is a good one. But you only, like, I, that's my go-to is where I just run across the dance floor and floor slide. <laughs> the only way that I've ever known that I'd done it is because the next morning you're going to wake up with a solid bruise on your hip. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen you do it on multiple occasions, maybe even once running into a table. Yeah, I mean, that's I'll, I'll post video <laughs> of one of the floor slides that we have on our social media accounts. But that's my go-to. It really doesn't require any dancing skill, though. You're really just sacrificing your body. Dancing is, is all interpretation, right? Like, nobody that is out with me or out with you at any level, whether they're with us or not or at the club, like, no one's a good dancer. There might be that one break dancer that's there to put everyone to shame, but... Like, no one's a good dancer. No, it's probably, like, one out of 50 people is legitimately, like, all right. But then they take it too seriously. I'm going to say one out of 500 people is, like, a good dancer. I can think of one person that I know that I'd say, that's a good dancer that doesn't show it off. I'm not sure I could say that I know anybody that's a good dancer. (laughs) We just like to get drunk and have fun. Do Do you have more trouble with the hands or with the feet? Like, what's, like, where do you start to feel awkward? It's a very good question. Not, probably the it's probably the feet, and I think it would be that way for most people because you know if you're actually dancing, which I've never really done, but you know there's steps and all this other stuff. It's just it's too much work. Like I think it'd have to be your feet. Do you not have good hip control? I <laughs> I would like to think I have decent hip control. See, I have more trouble with the arms. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my arms, but I don't really have any trouble with the lower half. <laughs> has that has that been throughout your entire life? You've always been pretty good with your hips? Yeah, I actually have. They had several compliments about it. <laughs> well, uh, maybe someday you'll, you'll fill us in on uh, on all of uh, of those stories. But anyway. Well, you can just ask your mom. Oh, Oh, shit. Sorry, Mom. Uh, hey, so I had a question for you. How did your fantasy football team end up this year? Oh, I don't even know. I get, look, I have a standard, standard policy of I pay attention for the first three to four games, realize that they're going to suck, and then I tune completely out. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone else in the league that is playing probably wants you to update your team, but you're that asshole that doesn't. Well, I'm going to lose. Like Nobody's worried about bottom of the barrel. Right? Have you ever have you ever placed in the top three in fantasy football ever? I've actually won the league one time. The less I pay attention, the better I do. That's why to me, fantasy football is exactly like poker. There's a couple of people in the world that are really good and that luck doesn't matter. For everybody else, it's just pure luck. I mean I agreed with you last week. I, I, I don't disagree with you on that. But speaking of last week, I do I do need to do need to give you uh, not an apology, but but you were right on, on the top five uh, foods that are better cold than hot. Apparently, according to several people, uh, they agree with you that that I did not interpret interpret the the question correctly. I am glad that you came to the realization a week later of something that everyone else knew seconds after it happened. <laughs> I still think my list is better, but. Uh, uh, apparently it gets nulled. So take, uh, you know, take that for what it is. And, uh, and you know, you can sit on uh, top of your little throne there and, and 
be king of the mountain for uh, for this week, I guess. I'm pretty happy about that. What did people say to you? Did they make fun of you? I wouldn't say anyone made fun of me, but uh, um, there was definitely some, you know, why, like, you understood the question, right? Yeah. And then, you know, then it was, you know, then, then I got most times out of the four people that brought it up to me, it was, you know, this should have been on there. This food's better cold than, than hot. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I get it. Nick was right. I was wrong. Just move on. Okay. Um, I'll be sure to bring it up as much as I possibly can. Are you ready for your segment? Sure. Let's, uh, let's do it. God. Uh, no, actually, I don't mind that one. Like, usually when you don't know what to say, you go pretty, you go pretty awkward style. But that really wasn't so bad. I'm okay with that. Who are you trying to impersonate? Nobody. I just I feel like your energy, like you know, our our top five this week is is like top dance songs. I feel like you're like you're that guy at the bar that's just sitting there drinking, you know, whiskey by himself while everyone else is getting ready to go out there and bust their ass. Because you brought me down with being all excited about it. Why? Do, why would my excitement bring you down other than you're an asshole? Yeah, well, there you go. You just answered your own question. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> you're not an asshole. Don't worry. Uh, so yeah, so the uh, I'm gonna give a quick social. Uh, um, oh my God. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Social. Uh, I don't know. Spotlight. I don't know what I'm looking for. It's uh, Marty the Mortician. Morty. Or Morty, not Morty. Jesus. No. Let's just start that over. I just completely fucked that whole thing up. Yeah, you did. Uh, let's give a quick social media sh- oh. <laughs> Take three. Take three. Try again. All right, take three. Please what? edit all of this out. No, um, no, no, absolutely not. Let's give a quick social media shout out. Slurred social to, uh, a little bit. Morty, you slurred the mortician. You, you slurred show, social a little bit. Can you try one more time? <laughs> I hate you so much. Let's give a quick social media shout out. Nice, nice. T- to Morty the Mortician. Nice. Uh, who we had on back in March. Who uh, it's always good to hear from people who were on and then comments on uh, you know things we post. Okay. Who uh, was very interested in our Instagram post about our uh, not even really sure what you want to call her BDSM expert. Maybe is that a good title? She's a professional switch and submissive. If you want to know what that is, just listen to the the episode because she describes it much better than I can. Well, he said uh, <laughs> he said uh, about Miss Dark that uh, you know he was interested and in, and I and you know you get all the credit for this because you know you do the Instagram at least most of it. And uh, uh, what do you mean most of it? I do all of it. Death fantasies, which I've never had a death fantasy, but like you just said, if you want to check it out. Go to Instagram, social media, longjohnsilvers.com. You can find our latest episodes there. Do you think that web – is that actually their website? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. What? Okay. What do you think the Long John Silvers website is actually called? Do you think it's longjohnsilvers.com? Do you think it's like LJS? What do you think it's going to be? I'm going to look it up right now. What do you think? I'm going to go – it's probably like ljsfish.com or something. Okay. I'm going to go. It's going to be like LJ Silvers. Okay. Let's see what it's going to be. Silver. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was right. LJSilvers.com. 
Well, I hope you're right. They've been sending you, uh, you know, crispy fish for the last year and a half. Shout out to that $10 gift certificate, baby. <laughs> okay, what else you got? Uh, all right, so uh, not hard-hitting questions for you, but, uh, you know, it, it is it is starting to be winter here in the lovely state of Michigan. So That's not I true. Winter you, is not till December 21st. Whatever. Go fuck yourself. It hasn't been above 40 in uh, three weeks. So. Ooh, yuck. Um. If you have to get out and do one of these two things, which one are you choosing? Picking up animal poop or raking the leaves? Oh, I, I, I'm I'm a firm believer in that you don't need to rake the leaves whatsoever. That's a waste of time, in my opinion. So it's gonna be it's gonna be animal poop because I feel like you have to do that, especially here in Seattle. It starts growing fungus on it really quick. Oh man, that doesn't sound fun at all. Um. All right, let's say you win the lottery, which I hope for your sake you do, so then you could give me some. Would you take the lump sum, or would you do installments? You know, I would do the installments, but for some reason, everybody always takes the lump sum, so there must be some kind of contract negotiation or some stipulation in it that everybody just takes the lump sum. It's probably that if you die, you don't get it anymore. Uh, Yeah, I mean... That's actually something good to research. That that probably is correct. We're going to say that's correct. Yeah, that's why I would take the lump sum. What would you do? Uh, I, w- I would do the lump sum, and then I would go spend it on hookers and cocaine. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then I got called a weirdo this week because apparently I'm weird for not toasting a bagel. So I guess my question to you is, would do you toast your bagel or not? Was it? Did you actually get called a weirdo for the bagel, or did you get called a weirdo for not toasting a Pop-Tart? Uh, well, I got called the weirdo for the Pop-Tart thing, but by other people. This was at work as I was toasting a, or uh, not toasting a bagel. Someone came up and was like, you don't toast your bagel? And I'm like, no, as I'm slathering like 16 pounds of cream cheese on it. Nice. Yeah, I could, no, I don't generally, I feel like, to, I don't like things toasted. I don't like a crispy thing. It becomes harder to eat. It depends how old it is. Like you get a good fresh bagel. I don't think you have to toast it at all. I think you could just eat it straight like that. If it's getting a little bit stale, then maybe you should toast it. Do you have anything else? Are you ready for our top five? Let's do it. Give me one more. Uh, Questions? No, give me one more of your weird wrestling things. Woo! Don't rip off Ric Flair. Come up with your own. Put me on the spot here. Yep. I only do it if you include my first segment. Blackmail. I'll decide afterwards. Fair enough. So our top five this week. Wait, what were you going to do? Oh, okay. You, oh, you're doing a whole thing. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Which you just ruined. I thought you were going to make this a sound or something. I didn't realize you were going to go into this whole diatribe. No, because you want it. I, I have something, but I, I'm including it. Okay, let's hear it. So our top five this week is top five dance songs, something that is near and dear to my heart that Nick is just going to piss me off about because he's going to pick some crazy songs, but that's not my problem. And if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. Nothing. I, I I don't know what they are. Suck it! I thought you were going to come up with your own thing. That's, that's way better than... No one wants to hear me come up with my bullshit. 
Who did the suck it thing? What wrestler is that? Uh, badass Billy Gunn and the Road Dog Jesse James. Oh, I thought that was okay. Well, how'd that work and, out for them? I guess not very well. And, and Triple H and Shawn Michaels. It's a whole click. Oh, Called okay. Degeneration X. Oh, is it? I thought it's Degeneration X. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. Uh, what's your number five? All right, my number five is Yeah by Usher. Ooh, okay. Uh huh. Also, I might be making like weird like music noises over here. It's just me replaying the song in my head. Well, it'll it'll be a little bit difficult for the audience to distinguish that from you breathing into the phone. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can get that. Okay, but what did you go with? Did you go with songs that? you are going to dance with or do you think that get everybody kind of out there on the dance floor? Uh, so, I mean, I went with like a personal list, but however, and I can say this with full confidence, I've been on enough dance floors, believe it or not. If I look like somebody that would just sit on the couch and eat Cheetos while everyone else dances. But I like to think that my top five is like uh, reflective of the, uh, of everybody. Okay. Uh, what's my so. number five? I'm in a dark room, so I can't actually read it. Hold on. Take your hand off your wiener, son. Outcast Hey Ya. Okay, that's all my honorable mention. That, uh, it's a good tune. Very, uh, very catchy. Okay, what's your number four? Uh, anything Backstreet Boys or NSYNC, like, dancey. Like, <clears throat> What? I, I would, if you would have had a specific Backstreet Boys or Instinct song, I would have agreed with you. But when you went anything, then I had to. I, I, I don't agree with you. I don't think that that deserves it. Well, I mean, I, I can break it down. I mean, Backstreet Boys would probably be uh, Backstreet's Back, and then Instinct would be uh, I don't know, tearing up my heart. Really, you're gonna go tearing up your heart over Bye Bye Bye. Bye 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 is also good. I mean, it's. It's a mixture of, you know, either one of those you can pick. They're interchangeable, in my opinion. When you do the tearing up your heart one, are you going to mime the tearing up your heart part? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, my number four <laughs> is, I don't really know who sang this. I just remember from Animal House, Shout. I think it's the Isley Brothers. It is the Isley uh, Brothers. Do you know that because it's on your list, or do you just know that? No, I like music. I mean, it's a classic dance song, like... A little bit softer now. Is that part um, of it? My number three, I have Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Oh, my God. My, 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 my poker face. <laughs> I, I probably have more memories of this song. Uh, well, that's not true. My number one and two I have way more memories of. But this is... This is that's still a good number three, in my opinion. Poker Face by Lady Gaga. I bet my, our number one is probably the same thing. Mm, I would be very – like, I feel like you wouldn't put my number one anywhere on your list just to spite me. No, I think that my number one is it's, – it's hard to argue with that. Uh, my number three is Dancing on My Own by Robin. Okay, that one I'm not really familiar with, but – uh, I'll take I'll take your word on it. I guess that I'm just dancing on my own. Wow, you should release that as your own hit. Call your girlfriend. Also, another good Robin song. <laughs> she's basically the British Journey. I think. I think she's. Wow, British. that's a 
that's a hefty title. She's got those kind of songs where it's pretty hard not to really get into them. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, I Want to Dance <laughs> with Somebody by the Queen herself, Whitney Houston. I thought about that. But to me, that was one of those that, like, I, I don't really have any any strong memories of I Want to Dance with Somebody being out there. So earlier on, you, you had said, you know, a group of five or six guys in the middle of the dance floor, like, that never happens. I can tell you every time that this song comes on, I just grab anyone that's around me, which is usually guys, and we just go out there and just sing the shit out of this song. It is, it, I mean, I have so many good memories to this song. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't have any with that. Uh, my number two is just Michael Jackson. Basically anything by Michael Jackson. Especially like early thriller area Michael thriller era Michael Jackson. Okay, I mean I, I have him on my uh, honorable mention, but I have him as like Beat It on, on mine. Yeah, Beat It's pretty good. Thriller's pretty good. Billy Jean is probably his to me the most danceable song that he has. Black Black or White's good too. Racist. It's <laughs> not racist at all. Uh, Leaving so, out all kinds of other colors. Yeah, it is. Do you just want to say our number one together, or do you or, or do you think that there might be a chance it's not the same? No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the, it's the same. House of Pain, uh, jump around. Uh, that is not my number one. No, it's not mine either. Go ahead and say oh. it because I'm sure yours is the same as mine. Uh, don't stop believing. Yeah journey for people who don't know and if you don't know i don't know what's wrong with you uh journey is that's just a great song i remember at a friend of mine's wedding i had like my buddy had told the dj not to play this song no matter even if i came up and offered him money well i offered him money late enough in the night he took it and played the song <laughs> how much did you give him I think it was like twenty bucks. Damn, I, I would I would have gone with five. I bet that would have gotten it done. <laughs> well, I had been drinking all day, so I probably just grabbed whatever was in my pocket. You probably slipped him like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah, to, it'd be hard pressed to turn down a hundred dollars to play Journey. <laughs> so, man, I've, I, you know, I like my job, but if I had a dream job, like one of the many, I think I would like to try DJing. But that just seems like a fun job to me. I mean, I don't see you up there on the ones and twos. Like, I just... Oh, God, no. I would do what all the hipsters do nowadays. Oh, you just I'd bring have it your... running through my my uh, iTunes account, and I would just pretend to mix the music. That's... Yeah, I could see you doing that. Yeah. I, could... I would just stand up there getting all sweaty, just, like, moving to the beat, not actually doing anything. Have you ever tried to... Like, have you ever pursued this passion of yours? Uh, I have not. <laughs> Not Never. even like wiki wiki wiki. I mean, I'm the best home DJ you'll ever meet, but that doesn't count. When you're pretending, do you pretend to do it just on any kind of surface, or do you pretend with like a plate, or how do you pretend to scratch? I mean, whatever's in front of me. I mean, uh, pillows uh, on the you know kitchen counter. It, you know, it, it's all good. Sometimes I'll pretend my stomach's a turntable. Plenty of room. <laughs> you don't need ones and twos. You can get the ones, the twos, the three, and the fours. What's your honorable mention? Uh, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. I had uh, Outcast, Michael Jackson, uh, Quad City DJs, Ride the Train. Oh, yeah. You know, come yeah. on, ride the train. 
and ride it, ride it. And then, uh, then I also had, I didn't want to put this on there, but I had the YMCA. Yeah. How do you feel about one of those songs that they all play that are like the electric boogie or the electric slide or those like mass dance songs? How do you feel about the mass dance songs? I'm not, I'm okay with them. I mean, to be honest, that gets more people out dancing a lot of times than, you know, like the, the five songs we said, um, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, there, it's not going to come. Oh, uh, soldier boy. Remember that song? Oh yeah. Tell them. Yeah. But I don't feel like that's one of those. I feel like, are you doing soldier boy? Tell him. (laughs) I was, I think Um, he's dead. Well, I hope not. Uh, I'm pretty sure um, Soldier you know Boy I, I completely did. forgot uh, Footloose as well. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's another good one. Um, bon Jovi. There's a lot of good Bon Jovi songs. Def Leppard. I think that arena rock is pretty good for dancing. A Soldier Boy is not dead. I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, Soldier Boy lives again. Oh, wait. Maybe he is dead. Oh, no. His brother is dead. Hold on. Let's check and see if... Nope, he's still alive. I really thought Soldier Boy was dead. He's not. DeAndre Cortez Way is his real name. Real question is, has Soldier Boy had any other songs than Soldier Boy? Tell him. <laughs> no. No, he has not. <laughs> no, he has not. <laughs> but you never know, man. Soldier Boy might bounce back at any time. Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of the Profoundly Pointless Podcast. Would love to hear what you guys think about the interview with Petra and would love to hear what you guys think are some of the songs that you just have to get out there and dance to. And if you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. I'm going to leave the last word. You may have heard this. A couple of times throughout the episode, my now nine-month-old son has been sitting next to me. Let's hear what he has to say to take us out. Hit it, Riley. Riley. Riley, Riley, Riley. And, of course, now he has nothing to say. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.